What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. Oh, we've been gone for a long time. We apologize about that, but we're just happy that sports are back, or they're relatively back, and we hope that things are going to be completely back to normal soon. But we're glad to be back to launch Season 2 of the podcast, so Brett wants to get us started on some NFL insights. Go ahead, Brett. Hey, guys. It's good to be back here. First thing I got to talk to you all about in the NFL in the NFL world is uh, Patrick Mahomes, 2019 or 2018-19 MVP, um, Super Bowl MVP. He played. He's been playing really good the last two years, you know. One of the biggest names in the NFL. He just got extended on his contract. Ten years, $450 million. Possible incentives up to ten years of $503 million. Now, that's a big contract. Um, it, it's a big contract, but I think Patrick Mahomes deserves it because he very well is the face of the Chiefs. He will probably be the face of the NFL in two to three years, maybe sooner. Maybe now. Maybe yeah, now. I was thinking now. Well, boys feel strongly about now. My Maybe biggest now. question about this is how many rings is Patrick Mahomes going to bring to Kansas City? Oh, uh, so uh, I actually heard guys talking on the radio about this. Like, how many more rings does he need to win for it to be worth it? There were there was one guy that said it's worth it now, and there was another guy who I agreed with more. He should probably win two more or at least two more for it to be worth half a billion dollars. So what do y'all think about that? I mean, I oh. think that's a fair assessment, saying he needs to win two more. You're getting paid that much money, you should be winning the Super Bowls, plain and simple. But, yeah, I mean, obviously. With, with all maybe. the weapons they have especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if, like, Kansas City loses a lot of those weapons, he's going to have to perform because he's getting paid that much money. And so he better win a couple more rings. The Chiefs, I, the Chiefs wide receivers can fly. Like, dude, it's insane. It's insane. Are like jets on the on the wings. If, I mean, geez. Honest question: If so, if Jeez. Sammy, if Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, uh, McCole Hardman, and who's the other receiver? I'm missing Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Oh my uh, gosh, forgot Tyreek. So, so Tyreek. if they were in the if they were in the four by one hundred, do you think that they could beat? Or not beat, but like come close to the to the U.S. Olympic team. I mean, it'll be up there. I think Tyreek Kill probably could. I don't think all of them could. I don't think all of them could. McCall's fast. Demarcus is fast. Sammy's fast, but he's not the fastest. Yeah, Sammy's. He's four four. Not gonna I mean, cut but it. What? Not gonna fo- cut it. A uh, football. Any wide receiver in the NFL has to be four four. So I mean, that's not really. Not gonna cut it. Uh, well, not not really. I, I not just, gonna cut it. I think McCole McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill could. I mean, they're all they can all fly, but those two especially. I I don't think they would win. I think that'd be a little I mean, wild to say, but I think I think it'd be entertaining. I mean, you put John Ross in there. Henry Ruggs. Yeah, that'd he'll, be bl- a race. he'll blow his knee out uh, on <laughs> the first 50 meters. <laughs> so another thing about Patrick Mahomes' contract is, how do you think the Chicago Bears feel right now? The Chicago Bears are feeling like the Chicago Bears always feel, and that's, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> it's, the Chicago Bears might be – I mean, it's like the Browns are the worst franchise, but the the Bears might be the most depressing French franchise. Like when you have fans begging Jay Cutler to come back, <laughs> like it, it, the QB situation is not great. Yeah, it's not a good day when fans are begging Jay to come back to play football. Um, Mitch is bad. He's real bad. Mitch, real bad. Get him out of there. Nick Foles might help him win a few more games, like two. I don't. Th- well, I, don't I don't think, think Nick, Nick Foles. I don't is think gonna... Nick Foles is anything special. I mean, I don't think he adds any wins to that team. Uh, I think. Nick, I think Mitch is better than Nick Foles. I mean, not playoff Nick Foles, but regular season. I mean, God, Nick Foles looked so bad last year with the Jacks before he got hurt. Should yeah. they? Should they trade Khalil Mack for Trevor Lawrence? They might have to at this point. I mean, <laughs> I mean people always say defense wins championships. Obviously not. The Bears can't make the playoffs with that defense. Do y'all, no, do y'all remember in, 
I think it was, it was either 2017 or 2018. No, it was definitely 2018. Um, when the Chicago Bears made the playoffs, and it was just the most depressing offense of all time. You just, you just had an electric defense, and they really struggled to put up 10 points. And 17, 20 points for them was a really good outing. And who was it they lost to? Oh, it was the Eagles. And Lane Johnson wore the dog mask. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad that was a bad game. Yeah. That was a really rough day for the Chicago Bears organization. Yeah. yeah. That was that was real bad. Well, Mitch M- M- Mitch, I mean, he's bad, but the dude didn't have any weapons. His his number one target that year was Taylor Gabriel and he was really bad. That was just a really really bad offense. That brings me to another point. Are we Uh-oh. giving are we not giving Mitch enough credit? Like, I mean, I know he's not good, obviously. We know this. But he has no – I mean, Allen Robinson is his biggest weapon still, which isn't great. Are we maybe give, giving him a little bit too much heat considering he has nothing to work with there? No, I don't think so. No. His completion no? percentage okay. is like – it's like 53%. <clears throat> like, if, if you watch the games, like, he he's not – it's not like – I think, you know, Lamar Jackson has some – some hell throwing the receivers in the AFC Championship game. There were a lot of drops, but when you watch the Bears, it's not like he's just missing these guys. Like it's going off the gloves. It's like when he's missing these guys, <laughs> it's like it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time either I sent a video to Trey or he sent one to me. It was just a simple little tailback swing out of the backfield. Mitch Trubisky misses him by like. Eight yards. <laughs> you just got to wonder, how is this man starting in the NFL right now? And I don't know. I think the Bears might need a new look to get their offense back in shape. I mean, now on to my – oh, whoa, whoa. Or, go, go, yeah, sorry. Uh, so everyone <laughs> talks about, you know, the Bears passing on Mahomes. But I don't know about y'all, but when Mahomes went, what was it, at 15 last year? Ten. It was ten. When he went, no one, no one really thought he was gonna. His stock was gonna be that high. But I mean, I don't, I don't. Mitch was hyped up like that, and I didn't really understand it at the time. But you know, I, I just wasn't wild about them taking Mitch. But I wasn't sure of like an alternative to who they should take. Well, yeah, you are right. It's all, it's all luck when you're drafting players like that. Um, now on to my next point. Um, a big trade went across the NFL. It kind of seemed like it had been, it been coming for some time now, but the team that it was, that it happened with was kind of a surprise to me. The New York Jets traded safety Jamal Adams to the Seattle Seahawks a few weeks ago. And you look at a player like Jamal Adams, who. Who's a pretty good safety? Y'all would agree that he's a pretty good safety. Yeah, but they gave up an arm and a leg for him. And and the Seahawks gave up two first round picks, a third, and safety Bradley McDouglas. And the Seahawks got Jamal Adams in a twenty twenty two fourth round pick. Jamal Adams is a great player, but is was is he worth two first round picks? Um. You know, I, I would th- I would think that in the Jets situation that it was for the better right now. I just don't think they can afford to hang on to Jamal Adams, and he's great. But I think they need the two first-round picks and are counting on them and really don't need to blow them. I think it works for both parties. I mean, the Jets need the first-round picks. Jamal Adams is a top safety in the NFL. I mean, plain and simple right there. There you go. Boom. Yeah. No, I, I think the Seahawks definitely needed him. Um you know, when when they were when they were rolling in two thousand fifteen and two thousand fourteen, their their defense is really what carried them. They, uh Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, they were really fun to watch. Uh and I just think they need to they need to have some more electric pieces on defense. Yeah, I definitely think the Jets 
won the trade because he was going to leave anyway. They couldn't afford to pay him. And getting two first-round picks out of that, that's a pretty good deal for the Jets. Um, next, on another former Seahawk, Jadavion Clowney. Yo, what's going on? Where's he going? Uh, I don't know what the Saints are waiting on. We need to, we need to make something happen. We need Somebody's going to gonna shoot on him. And ironically, the two teams that I see are the Saints and the Titans. Yeah, well, we know we know a few Titans fans. Yeah, well, the, we ourselves are Saints fans. We also know that that uh, Marcus Davenport is not going to play more than two games a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to replace that crap. <laughs> yeah, that's just terrible. It's just terrible, and he's not even not even like Jadavion no. needs that much. They only had him. The Seahawks only had him for like sixteen mil last year, which for a first round for the first overall pick. Could have been way higher. And we also traded up to get Davenport, and some people when some people were talking about on Twitter. I remember watching the draft that night. Some people were talking about on Twitter. You know, this are the Saints moving up to draft a QB, and it probably would have been Lamar Jackson. So uh, I was wanting us to take Jer- Derwin James, but we passed on Derwin James, and ultimately Lamar Jackson, which is pretty depressing. So, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, Marcus terrible. Davenport hasn't done jack. So. I don't know. He's already looking like one of the greatest of all time to me, so I thank you. You're off there, Trey. Man. <laughs> he looks pretty dang good. He, he, pretty he good. looks pretty good sitting there. like <laughs> sit, Just sitting there on the bench. I mean, on the plus side, he looks really intimidating. So maybe other teams will get intimidated by how big he is, but they're not going to have any problems blocking him because – all they need to do is one twitch of the finger and he tears his ACL or something. <laughs> it's just sad. Sad, man. Waste of a pick. Waste of a pick. Yeah, what, you got anything I, to say about I, This it is definitely like a um a must, a must year for Mark Stavenport. He needs to he needs to prove something now. Damn straight he does, Curtis. Um, another player who I feel like has the most to prove personally out of every NFL player this year. Is Sir Cameron Newton. Cam Newton signed with New England. We all saw it. I mean, I've been saying it for months now. Is this a new era in New England? Or is this a one and done year? It's a it's a one and done. And as much as I, I want Cam to do well, um, it's just not meant to be. Cam Cam is a quarterback that needs weapons around him and he didn't have him in Carolina, and you know, you, even though he had so much talent, that's why he couldn't. He had the one great MVP season, but other than that, couldn't piece together an outstanding career. And so, until New England gets some weapons, I just I don't think it matters who they have under center. I don't think it matters. So, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be electric at all. Well, I mean, they've got the greatest weapon of all time on their sideline. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. That's all yeah. I'm thinking, Trey. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people think that Belichick will just prevail. And I think a couple of years ago that might be true. But Belichick is super old school, as everyone knows. And I just think, unfortunately, the old school style of football is, is starting to starting to die. So, Trey, with those statements, what's your predicting record for the New England Patriots this upcoming uh, season? What happen? If, if I – so what do I think it will be or, like, what would be a safe over-under? What do you think it will be, Trey? No no over-under. Just what do you think it will be? Uh, I'll, I'll settle for 8-8. Eight eight. I, I think Bill's going to find a way to go 500, but – I mean, they just have nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry. They they just don't have anybody. It's really bad. They got jewels. That's that's sick. Sony <laughs> Michelle, dude. Sony Michelle, James White, dead. Um, yeah, I'll say I'll 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 stand firm at eight and eight. All right, next. Yeah, that's a fair one. That's a fair one. Next comes from the. Uh, Team in the NFL located in Washington, now known as the Washington Asterisk. Football Team. 
<laughs> the Washington football team. How do we feel about this god-awful name? Uh, just call them the asterisks. I mean, everything I, I've been doing, like next to with someone that plays for the Redskins, I've just put an asterisk by their name because I don't know what to call them. So might as well just call them the Washington asterisks. I hate it. I hate it. Big Cat, Big Cat wants them to be called the Teeth. The Teeth. Yes. What do you th- <laughs> What do you think about this? I don't know. That's they're, kind of a baller name. <laughs> they're already, I mean, the Washington Teeth. Barstool is already selling like uh, is already selling merch, Teeth merch. It's oh my just, gosh! It's just, I'm gonna have to buy some of that. It, yeah, like it's Go Teeth. <laughs> it makes no sense, but Big Cat thinks it's great. That's the um, worst thing I've ever heard. And PFT, PFT thinks that if Dan Schneider was smart, he should name the team name something more offensive and have everyone beg to beg him to change it back. God. Or that's how the organization just gets disbanded from the NFL. I mean, they should just he should just sell the team. Yeah, that's the team simple. just needs to be sold. But also, it's about to not be his team anymore because there's some serious corruption going on. Yeah. All we need to do with this franchise is we got to send them to Texas. We got to repackage them, rebrand them, bring back the Houston Oilers. That's all we need to do. Let's be honest. Well, Web, Web, what would you think about? Like talking about old teams, what would you think about naming them like the Bullets? Like the well, old. Well, the Washington Bullets were a basketball team, so that would make absolutely no sense. I know, but get your facts straight. I know that, but it's a it's a poss- it's still a possibility. Well, I don't think that really works. Well, I mean, I mean, will you change the name? Obviously, Redskins can't be used. But if you talk about something like the Warriors or something resembling so some stupid. Well, it would be stupid, but you can't completely change everything about the team. You change the name to something like the Bullets, something that's had nothing to do with their history ever. You can change the uniforms, the merch. You can change everything about everything. Yeah, true. When really all you could have to do is change the logo, but keep the same colors, keep the same jerseys, everything. Well, so Webb, are you saying you think they're going to basically keep the the Indian identity – but just find I mean, a, a more politically correct name, or they're just gonna. No, I don't think they're gonna. I, I think, I mean, I in a way, I, I don't. Maybe to like in the back of everyone's heads, and like, I mean, it's the same thing, it just has like a different name, but like, it's not what it really is. Like, I'm thinking of something like the Warriors or the something like that. It just because I mean, it, they'll have to change so much if they change it to something completely different. Um. Whether that's the right move or not, I don't really know what they're gonna do, though. Yeah, I, I think there's a. I think it's like fifty fifty. I think on one side of the coin, you've got, you know, just like a more politically correct name for the Redskins, like the Warriors or something like that. And then the other side of the coin is something that is just completely stupid, <laughs> like that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, like seriously, what if what if they named themselves like something so blatantly stupid? The dogs. <laughs> yeah, the mud. The like the uh, the Bobby Boucher team. The mud dogs. <laughs> the Oma dogs. Um, another news coming out of Washington. Running back Darius Geis has been cut from the Washington football team after. News has broke that he has been arrested for three counts of domestic violence after strangling his girlfriend. Yes. Now, Trey, as an LSU alum, how does this make you feel? I mean, I'm not an alum, but I'm, I'm a fan. You're not being the alum. Darius Geis yeah. being the alum. Well, yeah. Um, it, it's really disappointing news. I was a big fan of Darius Geis. Um, you know, I remember his first breakout like huge breakout game in college it was against southern miss and you know they were just running the score up on us and uh on southern miss and uh leonard fournette acted a fool and so they took him out eventually i was like and they just put in darius guys and i was like who is this guy and he you know he had a breakout game he ran for like 300 more yards so um i think it's really disappointing uh being an lsu fan but you know 
Like he he turned himself in, so I think it's it's a it's a better situation than it could be of you know TMZ finding out about it and and just completely screwing him over. So it's it's really disappointing, you know. With something like this, guys typically don't play football anymore. So I hope that's not the case, but I don't know. Yeah, and now. That wraps up everything I got on the NFL. Y'all got anything else? Uh, the yeah, the only bullet point I had was Darius guys. Pretty depressing. All right, so this will take us now to a new segment that our dear friend Trey Abear will tell y'all about. All right, so uh, we're doing a new segment on the show. It's it's simple. It's just called Hero Zero. Uh, we're gonna ask each other our heroes of the week and our zeros of the week. So. Um, just some names that we're, we're high on and some names that we're low on and just talk about why. So, Webb, Webb, tell us about your, your hero of the week or your heroes of the week. Yeah, I've got a couple heroes. Um, I got a couple for baseball, got one for basketball. Um, any preference there on which ones I cover first? No, just go for it. All right, I'll go ahead and give my, uh, baseball heroes since the MLB has come back. My heroes, Shane Bieber. Uh, amen oh, yeah. to that. Amen to that. Oh, yeah, he's balling. Man, he has looked good. I mean, he's got 43 strikeouts in like three games. Yeah. The guy. He's playing good ball. The guy looks amazing. He only has five walks, too. Did you watch him pitch I mean, last night? Yeah. He was yeah. Typical Shane Bieber performance there. He gave up a home run and a double, and that was basically all the runs. Like, I think, yeah. I think he gave up three hits in seven innings, but. I mean, he gave up three runs, but it, they're unlucky. Like, he dominated the rest of the game. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, got a couple other heroes for baseball. Fernando Tatis has been incredible. Yeah, he's been balling. I think I he agree. leads the league in home runs, I think. He's got eight. Only other highest I saw was, I mean, not, maybe someone has more, but Judge has eight. <clears throat> He's hitting 333, eight home runs, 18 RBIs. Yeah, Judge so is hot. He's off to a hot start. Judge is real hot. And then a guy I've never heard about until this year. Giant second baseman Donovan Solano. Uh, this guy came out of nowhere, but he's hitting 455. Wow. And he's got and he's got four, he only has one home run, but he's got 14 ribbies, and he's hitting four. He's hitting 455. And he's played in just as much games as everyone else, so it's not like he looks better because of that. He's just genuinely almost hitting 500. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. And then uh, my last heroes, I'm going to go heroes here. This isn't really a player. This is a group of people. Oh, a yeah? special group of people. A great group of people. The Braves bullpen. Let's talk about the Braves bullpen. They're balling. I couldn't being be a, happier, Webb. Being a Braves fan myself, I've been very disappointed with the Braves bullpen in years past. It's and been constantly. Dreadful. It's been dreadful. It's the weakest part of our team and is always bringing us down. Hence, look, just look at the, our our series with the Cardinals last year in the playoffs and you'll see how mad I was at the bullpen. But this year, we're playing good ball. We have a combined ERA of like 237, 70Ks. I mean, we're looking good. It's like the strength of our team this year out of nowhere. And I'm feeling happy about that. That's, who's, who's, I, what, I couldn't agree more. What, what arm are you supposed to specifically impressed with out of the bullpen web? Um, I mean, the two best are Mark Melanson's looked great, um, our closer, and then Shane Green has looked really good, too. Another good arm out of there is Chris Martin. Yeah, Chris Martin's looked really good, too. Yeah, and, and then and that's good for the Braves. I know they've they've had some trouble with injuries. <laughs> I know they've had some troubles with injuries with their starters, so. Much, Ugh, much, don't even talk about it. Much, oh, much yeah. needed. Much needed for the bullpen to step up. Um, well, if I can go ahead, my heroes. I got a little more NBA NBA players than Webb does. My first hero. I actually got one NBA player, so I'll go after you go here. With okay, my my few my hero first hero here is Devin Booker. Devin Booker, he's he's an all around player, but I've just really been liking him in the bubble. You know. He's been he's been leading the Suns. They're undefeated in the bubble. That's crazy. So we could see a Devin Booker led Suns team in the playoffs, which should be crazy because the Suns usually suck. Another NBA player I've been all about 
Luka Doncic. Yeah. Luka Doncic. Let me let me read you his stat stats. 33.4 points in the bubble. 11.6 boards in the bubble. 11.6 assists in the bubble. 40 minutes of ball a night. That's real ball right there. That is Luka. real ball. I, I'm all about f- playing 40 minutes a game. Real ball right there from Luka Doncic. You could not ask for a better leader right now instead from Luka Doncic. Uh, so going back to Devin Booker, do you see where uh, Draymond Green got fined for saying on Twitter that he should leave? I did. I did. <laughs> I, I, thought was, I thought that was. I think that's great. I, I'm sick and tired of Draymond Green. <laughs> I don't understand how that's a fine, but I don't understand how that's a fine. But I mean, I think he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. No, Devin Booker, really good ball player, and really depressing that the Suns have a have a chance to make the playoffs and the Pelicans don't. We're not talking about it. Webb, who's your <laughs> hero from the NBA? Uh, my hero is Nikola Jokic. Okay. I'm a big Nikola Jokic guy. I think he's one of the best centers in the NBA. Maybe the best center. And, man, I love him. And in the bubble, he's averaging 22 points per game, about eight rebounds per game, nine assists per game. I mean, I've never seen a big man pass as well as he passes. He just gets he gets more assists than anyone else on his team, including point guards. And it's amazing. It's so impressive. He just He's just an absolute beast. And he's so fun. Because he's just so funny looking, too. You just wouldn't expect him to be good at basketball. But he's a beast. And I love it. Um, my final hero, if Webb, are you done with your... Uh, yeah, that's my final hero. Yeah. My final hero is a Mississippi native. A man that St. Andrews Episcopal School has played in years past. Jacoby Jones. Yeah, there you go. I told Trey, you, I told Trey, you I'd be an all-star. Well, Trey, we are... Like 13 games in the season. Yeah, that's so, saying he's going to be an all-star is a little he's bit He's going to be an all-star. But, okay, okay. But I've been really impressed with his with his stat line so far. He's hitting 333, got a 395 OBP, four doubles, four home runs, 10 RBIs, and he's got a fielding percentage of 1,000. Yeah. That's some pretty good stats from my friend Jacoby Jones. He's doing great. I, I'm really – It's. I mean, I'm honored to have such a great preseason take. The, dude, the dude's gonna be the dude's gonna be an all star. Well, we're thirteen games in, and the, and t- the Tigers are playing way above their head. Like, yeah, they are. So I, they'll slow down. Yeah, probably. But Jaco- as will Jacoby but, Jones, but, most likely. But Jacoby won't. Well, you don't know that, do you? Well, yeah, I kind of do. Oh wow! I didn't realize you were psychic, Trey. Trey is Trey and psychic. You didn't know this. I mean, I I, I, I didn't know. I, I called Joe Burrow winning the Heisman on January first of two thousand nineteen. Trey calls one thing, therefore he is psychic. Therefore he's a savant. All right, <laughs> Trey, Trey. Do you have any heroes? I mean, I I honestly don't think there's anybody else on the planet that did that. But is that? Um, but I, I I so highly doubt that. You think you're one of seven billion people on the planet to guess Joe Burrow would have an amazing year? I told, I t- Get out of here. Okay, whatever. All right, you know you're you're one in seven billion, Trey. You're that special. Gosh, his dad did. His dad placed like a hundred thousand dollar bet on him. I don't think That's so. That's a lot of money to risk. It was. I still. Well, he his, won. So his dad. Trey, his, his dad was a coach in college. You can't. Trey, why don't you why don't you just give us your heroes? Okay, my my heroes of the week. So y'all y'all had y'all's heroes were guys that you were impressed with, like on the field. My heroes are just guys that I'm – there's one guy that I'm really impressed with on the field, but these other two guys are just guys that are heroes in the sports world right now. So uh, I'm going to get started with my first hero is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, going into the national championship last year, I was I was not a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. He was just the opponent, and I wanted to kick his balls in. On national, wow. on so aggressive <laughs> on national TV, so, so uh, rude. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't a big fan, but I, I've recently gained a lot of respect for this guy. Um, a day ago on Twitter, he said, "Let's work together to create a situation where we can play the game that all of us love, not divide and argue. There is a way forward." I just really respect that out of him, especially out of him. A guy that is probably the slam dunk number one pick in the next year's draft. A dude that 
his his money is in the bank. All he has to do is be alive in April, and he's gonna be a millionaire. And you know, a lot of guys wouldn't even want to play this year, but he wants to play, and he wants to be the voice of college football. So I really I really appreciate that out of Trevor Lawrence. Anybody yeah. have anything to say about that? He's a good man. I've always liked him. I've not always liked him. Still don't like him as a player. Um, but I agree with Trey. He's doing a lot for this uh, for the college football world. And I hope he keeps it up. A lot of people are joining him, so I hope everybody starts joining him because if – I don't know about y'all, but if we have a fall without college football, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I don't know what – yeah, it – I don't know what the entire. There's gonna be a, if we don't have college football, I'm gonna be playing a lot of NCAA 14. <laughs> yep, sad again. Yeah. So t- speaking of college football, um, what I mean are the best conference ever created. The MAC has canceled fall sports. I mean, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> Look, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I'm gonna get too emotional. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Just, if the MAC's done. What's the point of all this? I mean, all I'm saying is if 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 Big Cat isn't going to be in Detroit for the MAC championship, <laughs> is there any point? Is there any point of championship? Any point of championship? Saturday, Just no point. Any champion? Any championship ever? In general, <laughs> Super Bowl, national championship, World Series? No. No MAC championship. No happiness. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, the MAC has canceled has canceled uh, the season, and uh, you know, right now the buzz is that the Big Ten and Pac-12 are about to cancel too. So, now, if the Big Ten cancels their season, I would rejoice. I would I would run around my room in happiness because I'm so tired of Ohio State and their weak ass schedule. I'm just tired <laughs> of it. Wait, wait, a Bama fan? Is mad about Ohio State's schedule. Yeah, why, the weekend, the why, are you, why, schedule. Are you, why are you mad about their schedule? What? Because they don't you play guys, nobody. If you played the a, Citadel. What are, you don't have any room to talk at all. We're they, working on it. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> so, yes, they are. What? Listen, We're working on it. If Ohio State and Michigan come down to the SEC for a year, Ohio State would win. Would Okay, Ohio, if Ohio State was in the East, they would win the, win the East every year easily. I didn't say the East. And they would go to the SEC Championship and hold their own against Alabama every single year. I didn't year. say the East. I just, okay, well, I just they to, if they went to the West, they'd be one, they'd be one B to Alabama or one A over Alabama. If there's if, if there's anybody scheduled to be pissed about right now, it should be Clemson. I mean, Clemson, Clemson, the ACC is such a joke right now. <laughs> okay, well you can't be you can't be mad at Clemson for being in a conference. Yeah, that's no, not really a that's fair. not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just I just don't understand why Brett is so upset about the. Haven't even let me get to Clemson yet, Trey. You were going on this tangent about how you're an Alabama <laughs> fan, Listen. and apparently y'all have the hardest schedule when every single year y'all play the Citadel or Furman. What's going on here? Um, um, listen. Hey, Webb, they played the Golden Eagles last year. Don't forget about that. You're right. What a tough what was a tough opponent. They came down a, to the rock. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. We all enjoyed that one. <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of expected the Pac-12 to cancel. I mean, West Coast culture, West Coast culture is just soft. People on the West Coast are soft. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, West Coast people, they see a problem and they they run from it. So okay, let's slow down a bit, Trey. Trey, it's getting, Trey, that's just I don't know about all that. But all I'm saying is if if the SEC plays on in just like conference play all season, I'll be okay. Won't be happy. Won't be sad. I'll be okay. I I I like the SEC statement today though that they're gonna do everything in their will to play. So. That's good. Well, if the South loses college football, there's going to be a riot. Yeah. All right. I mean, or a couple riots. Trey, you need to finish your heroes. Yeah. So my other hero is another <laughs> guy. Another guy off the field. It's Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, his Twitter and Instagram have really gotten me through some of these tough times. Um, he posted on Instagram a couple days ago. He said, 
this pandemic has given you time to truly evaluate your life, your situation, and your future. It's time to act, time to move, and time to make it happen because today ain't waiting on you to show show up, I promise. With or without you, tomorrow will be here on time. Let's do this now, baby. Hashtag truth. Couldn't have said it better myself, Trey. I mean, Dion, Dion, if, if you know, if there was anything you should know about me, just know that I'm a big Dion guy. Big Dion guy. Uh, so, I I just, big fan of Dion Sanders. I really like what he's what he's been telling the people. He's a man of the people. He always will be. And my other my other hero is Shane Bieber. He dude's been lighting it up on the mound. It's really been fun to watch. I I've never been a huge MLB guy myself, but when the Indians are playing and he's on the mound, I I try to find a way to watch it. Dude's dude's really good. A lot of strikeouts. Dude is absolutely electric. And so that's a wrap for my heroes. Thanks. Thanks, should we Greg. should we get into some zeros now? Yeah, Webb, you give me your zero. No, 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 hold it, hold it. I want to go right Never into. Mind. Oh, okay. I want to go right yeah. into my zero because I'm so pissed off about this. Trey, <laughs> give me your zero. My zero, it, my zero is a person, but it's I don't hate this person. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want anybody to think that I hate this person. It's just that I I hate this situation, and this situation and this aura makes me so mad. Because it just doesn't make any sense. My zero is Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, you know, like I was so pumped when we won the lottery to to pick him. I was so pumped. And we get him, and it's honestly like a real-life lottery. Like it's sick, you, like winning the Powerball. Like you win $100 million, sick. Like that. it's awesome. It feels great at first. Well, now we're starting to deal with like the the real life stuff about winning the lottery, like your your family calling you, everyone showing up at your doorstep asking for money, all the all the serious adversities starting to show up about drafting Zion, and it's really frustrating. I don't understand why he's not playing more basketball. Somebody explain to me why he's not playing more basketball. I mean, the thing is, he's actually my my zero two for basketball. I mean, when he plays, I mean, like I saw something that was like. He he's added more wins to the Pelicans than any other rookies added to their team. But when he plays, he just doesn't look like Zion. I mean, he looks so he doesn't he looks like he doesn't look he looks the same like at all. Five steps onto the court, he looks like he's ready to come off. He just looks gassed. I, <laughs> I know. He yeah. always looks out of breath. He always looks he looks out of shape. He always looks like he's just. He, I mean, he's a big dude. Obviously, like that's just his body but like he looks like he's just not ready to play basketball i mean regardless of like because i mean and obviously he's not because he's not playing enough i mean he's not playing some games he just doesn't play yeah i'm just so i'm just so tired of him sitting out like seeing him show up on the injury report when he's not even injured like (laughs) we literally benched him we're we're trying to make the playoffs and what was it three nights ago brett we see that we see flash across the TV screen. Zion Williamson out for tonight's game. Uh, dash rest. Like rest for what? What yeah, rest? There's 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 another <laughs> issue. Let's put a little bit of the blame on Alvin Gentry because he might be the worst coach ever. The, yeah, the, I mean, the management is definitely is, bad. How has he been at the Pelicans for so long? When did we have Anthony Davis? Nope, we're keeping him on. We're still not. We're not making the. We made the playoffs one year with Anthony Davis. Who cares? And we Alvin Gentry's a great coach, apparently. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Alvin Gentry decides to sit him in games when the Pelicans need him most. I mean, it's not like there's games to sit him for. We, I mean, the Pelicans have been eliminated, like because he sat him. It doesn't make sense. We've just got to find a, find a way to get Zion more minutes, and that's it. Uh, there was a there was a game from last year that replayed on ESPN a few nights ago, and it was the Duke UNC game. And I was watching him, and I I just noticed something that I didn't notice then. Like, he's just – he's kind of lazy, dude. Like, in transition, when he doesn't have the ball, he walks. He doesn't even jog. He walks. Like, he, he – I don't know. He just he does a lot of standing around. And I just – I didn't notice that before. And I'm just – I don't understand why he's so lazy when he's such a specimen. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's lazier, if it's just his fitness is never right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, get it. I'm, I'm right there with you, boys. I'm pissed. He <laughs> couldn't be more pissed. Zion's not playing number one overall pick. I told Trey when we won the lottery, we, we should, should take Jaw. Yeah, he told me we should take Jaw. And he said, "No, this is a once in a generation pick." And that's true, but it Jaw Jaw is actually playing. Jaw is getting minutes. Like, I I don't understand why Zion is not playing. Why well, why is he not playing basketball? There's no reason to play him now. We're out of the playoffs. No reason to risk him getting injured again. He missed half the regular season with a torn meniscus. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm I'm really mad. I'm so mad. Sure, those are your zeros. Or? That, that's it. It's my one and only zero. Yeah. Zion. Web Web, go ahead. I've got one more zero back to baseball. We're going to cool off a little bit here. Give Trey some breathing room here. Thank God. Um, my zero right now, I mean, I know it's pretty early in the season, so for baseball you can't be absolutely pooping on somebody, but this guy's playing pretty bad. Anthony Rendon, we just talking about yeah. how bad he's playing. I mean, this guy was an MVP finalist last year, and this year he has four hits in 39 at-bats. It's a 103 average. That's awful. And he, only, and he has one home run and four RBIs. I mean, he has been absolutely atrocious. Shohei, it's, it's Shohei unbelievable. Isn't either. It doesn't make any sense. I don't. I mean, he's just really cold right now. Also, so, uh, that's my zero. The Angels, to add on one point, the Angels are a mean five and eleven. Yeah, they're terrible. Um, and I, I said that in an earlier episode that I wasn't into buying into the hype because. Shohei never plays baseball, and Rendon just – I like Rendon, but such a large extension for a 30-year-old is is such an, also, it's an angel's move. There's something about Rendon, too, for me. It's like, as good as he is, he doesn't seem like a player that adds wins to your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if he does, he just never comes off as a player that's going to add – any real value. Like, he, he'll, his stats might look good. Obviously not this year. His stats might look good, though, sometimes. But it feels like he doesn't add wins to a team. Like, he's not going to make or break a year for somebody. Yeah. Uh, also, just FYI, Rendon's hitting 103 for everybody out there. Since I know Webb gave the hits per at-bats. but I, I actually said that. Yeah, he said Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking it up. So, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Not good for a guy who signed a fat deal, uh, World Series MVP, it was hotter than hot in the playoffs. Uh, Steven um, Strasburg was the World Series MVP. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I think it should have been Rendon. But yeah, no. I harder. thought Rendon should have been the league MVP. Rendon was, acted a fool last year. I mean, in the playoffs, he had like a double or a home run every other bat. Yeah, it was insane. Um, And then my zero here, which will take us into baseball completely, is our commish, our beloved... Rob Manfred. Um, I never had a problem with him until this season. And he's just been acting a fool in a bad way this season. The way he's handling uh, the Joe Kelly situation is embarrassing. So Joe Kelly um, is a relief pitcher, relief right-handed pitcher for the for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He He's always been a feisty character. We've known him. He got in fights back when he played for the Red Sox. And he... he well, the Astros took away a World Series from the Dodgers. It's it's a known fact. We all know this, and he he was pissed. I would be pissed too. So he threw at uh he threw at Bregman, and he threw at Correa, and and he didn't hit Bregman, and he didn't hit Correa either, which first off is a red flag of why he got why he got suspended. And he starts a little brawl where nothing happens. They all just go stand in a in a circle. And then MLB comes out with the eight game suspension for Joe Kelly. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, and they suspended him eight more recently. They suspended him eight more yesterday after Roman Lariano and the rest of the Athletics charged the Astros dugout after Roman Lariano was pegged twice. I just I think it's stupid that the MLB thinks. Oh, everyone hates the Astros because of Joe Kelly. No, everyone hates the Astros because they cheated. Like, the, the Joe Kelly situation has nothing to do with anything. It's just ridiculous. Um, Roman Lariano's definitely going to get a suspension, which is stupid. 
because he got pegged twice. Yeah, he he also ridiculous. He didn't do anything, dude. And he Joe charged, Kelly, he charged that hitting coach, but he didn't hit him or anything. Joe Kelly has served more time for not hitting the Astros than any Astros served for cheating for three straight seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. Um, I mean, that's just bad. It's just bad. It's bad for baseball. It's bad for everybody. It's bad for the community. And also, Rob Manfred is not handling coronavirus well at all. Um, you've seen outbreaks from three different clubhouses at this point. The Marlins being the first one where, I mean, like four-fifths of the team tested positive for corona. And then you see the Phillies had positives and the Cardinals had positives. Cardinals haven't played in forever. The Cardinals are like three and four. They haven't played in three weeks. And it's just like, Rob, you're being an idiot. (laughs) And then another random hero that I had to add is the NBA. The NBA's bubble situation has worked out amazing. They've had zero positive tests out of all 350 basketball players. Because you know why? They're being strict. They got rules. People aren't going to casinos. People aren't going to clubs. And you know what happens if they do? Lou Williams. They get quarantined. Lou Williams. Is Lou Williams a hero or a zero? He's a hero. He's a hero. <laughs> He's a hero. Dude, he gave. He said the chicken wings were solid, and he's got his chicken wings in the left. Got to get his chicken wings. Makes sense. And you just got to wonder – how the MLB and Rob Manfred's going to start handling the season better in in regards of the Astros and in regards of the coronavirus? I mean, they don't have a bubble location, so I don't really know how they could do anything better than what they're doing right now. They're testing everybody. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me how the teams had outbreaks like that. But, again, there's a lot we don't know about. They probably should all just go down and play in Florida. If you're being honest with me, they don't have fans anyway, so who's going to watch the games? Yeah. I just think they're trying to avoid as much travel as possible, but, but I well, mean. Well, if they're all in Florida, then there will be no travel, Trey. Well, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I, I feel like what they're doing now is pretty safe. It. I mean, they're, they're, they're flying on team jets. They're not flying commercial American with – your uncle. I mean, it's they're on their team jets, so I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Would be anything to add about the situation? Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, it is what it is these days. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great take. Um. Yeah. So some other MLB news is Justin Verlander. Yeah, I don't even know if he pitched this season. He's, he's out. He's toast. Out with the elbow injury. Not going to play it all this season. He's He was out. He was probably many people's Cy Young, Cy Young winner. None of ours. I, I don't know. If, I don't remember who Webb did. But that's a big blow for the Astros rotation. Big yes, blow. Screw the Astros. I could care less. Hope all of them. Neither could I. Hope all of them go down. <laughs> um, another thing, Toronto Blue Jays are currently playing at the AAA Complex in Buffalo, New York. No Canada, not a lot of playback in Toronto. Um, another thing, Yoenis Cespedes, an interesting character on the field, an interesting character off the field. He's not been playing in years past due to injuries. He uh he was playing with the Mets for the first week of the season, and then there was it came to game time one day and Cespedes was nowhere to be found. So the Mets send up some security to go look for him in his room. His room's empty. <laughs> Juanes Cespedes opts out of season overnight and disappears. Where is Cespedes? I don't know. It's great. It's such a bizarre. He's situation. gone. It's such a bizarre. End of the situation. night. He just disappeared. That, that was just crazy. And then a guy we get back, Nick Markakis. Braves fan. Nick Markakis is back. Webb, we saw him the other night. His first his first at bat, he hit a walk-off home run. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Markakis guy. First game, walk-off home run, bottom of the ninth, Nick Markakis. Oh, yeah. 
But bad news for the Braves. Right-handed pitcher Mike Soroka and right and probably the Braves ace. Oh, easily the Braves ace. Tears Achilles. Yeah, and Cole Hamels is. I mean, is he going to come back? I don't know. I didn't even. I'm pissed. Soroka tears Achilles on had on a play where he had to get over to first. And I mean, Webb talked about our bullpen success, but losing Soroka that might be that might be worse than our than our bullpen success. You yeah. know, yeah, it hurts. It's 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 rough. I mean, I'm. Oh God. Uh, la- last thing I think we should briefly talk about before we wrap up is PGA Championship wrapped up yesterday, and uh, Colin Morikawa shot his drive on the 16th to eagle to uh, to secure the the major win. It was it's pretty electric, but. I was really disappointed in Brooks Kepka's performance. I'm sure as were Brett. I'm pissed. <laughs> He's pissed, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a terrible performance from Brooks. He was he won last two years. He should have came out with fire in him. You know what he does on the you know what he does on the last day? He's four he was, over. He's four over. Yeah. He was he was Brett, what what was he at uh Saturday night? Was he like eight under? He was eight under, and then he bogeyed, so he finished seven under through Saturday. Yeah, so, yeah. Morikawa finished terrible. 13 under, so. Um, yeah. Also, NHL, Seattle Kraken, uh, new NHL team. Yeah, I don't get it. Anybody. Uh, I think that's a sick team. Also, the logos are sick. The logo is sick. Why are, are they, they getting, why are they worried about a hockey team? Bring back the Supersonics. For real though, you're onto something there, Trey. Um, another another quick little college thing. If the season, if any conference plays, uh, Notre Dame will be joining the ACC. I know Webb might need to know about that. Um, also, I've just received intel from my phone from Elite College Football that the Big Ten cancels football season by an overwhelming twelve to two vote. Oh, yeah. Of all the who voted, the ads or the head coaches? I uh, probably probably the ads because it's all fall sports. Jeez. And the two teams that were that elected to play were Nebraska and Iowa. Good for Nebraska and Iowa. <laughs> and there's no play ball. answer. Play ball. No, an- no answer on the West Coast teams yet. They're soft. They're gonna, uh, also, they're Nick run. Saban. Nick Saban. Tricky Nick. Lord. Lord and Savior said, they're safer with us than they are running around back at home. It's so very true. Similar, it's so it's true. very similar message to Trevor Lawrence. Let the kids play. It's so true. Um, yeah, they need to – I mean, they need to play. So many, Everyone's counting on playing. Everyone. It, I'm tired of running from this thing. It's not going anywhere. Let's play ball. Quote Trey Abair 2020. Let's play ball. Yeah, that's that's really all I've got. Um, Web, that's all I've got. Web, you want to close this out? All right, guys. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. We're glad oh, to yeah. be back. And uh, we look to bring you another entertaining season of Real Ball Talk. <laughs>